Big idea. Jesus was courageous when it cost him followers and loyal when it cost him his life. Our weekly identity statement, I am courageous for the cause of Christ and faithful to his cause no matter how high the cost. And our memory verse, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. The kingdom of God is always facing opposition. Jesus knew his followers would face opposition when he sent them out for their trial run. Then when he taught on the last night before his crucifixion, he warned us we would face opposition. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world, John 14. When he was sending out his disciples for their trial run, this was his teaching, Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, don't worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly, I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. The student is not above the teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebul, how much more the members of his household? So don't be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim it from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven." Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. There's some big things to notice in this little pep talk by Jesus. There's loyalty and courage, but there's also fear and wisdom and intentionality and some other themes. The kingdom of God is always under assault. That's what Jesus was talking about. It's always under assault, always. If you're not facing opposition in your walk with God, it might be because you're going in the same direction as the enemy. If you're not feeling attacked, you might be on the wrong team. I saw once on Facebook, when you're a sheep among the wolves, stay close to the shepherd. And as painfully cheesy as that is, it's also incredibly true. We have an eternal enemy constantly seeking to undermine the kingdom of God. Unfortunately, his tactics have been largely effective in the modern church. Sadly, we have allowed our fear of the world and what the world might think or say about us to keep us from being courageously loyal to the kingdom of God. But Jesus makes it clear here, we shouldn't be afraid of the wolves. When you're afraid of the wolf, you surrender to the wolf in hopes that he won't eat you, but he always does. 
We should surrender to the one who has power over our eternity, not the one who might be able to affect our temporary. Right now, the effects of the attack of the enemy have produced an incredibly weak and anemic church in America, especially here in the Pacific Northwest. We are terrified of standing up and standing out for the cause of Christ. We are paralyzed by the howls of the enemy we hear in the politics and social agendas of our time. His tactics have been successful at getting us to circle the wagons and try to hold on until Jesus comes. But the wolf didn't stop there. He also got into the camp and stirred us up against one another from the inside. We desperately need more courageous Christians in our time. We need people who will stand up against the howls of the enemy and graciously speak the truth with the pure motives of Christ. We need some people who will, who will seek to reconcile relationships amongst Christians and believers. We need people who will have the courage to tell their brothers and sisters in Christ the wrong they are doing by running from problems instead of facing them. We need people who will unconditionally love one another. Agape love is unconditional, a.k.a. covenantal. We don't just love when it's convenient, we love regardless of conditions. We bravely seek to restore broken relationships. We stand in the gap between Christians who are at odds with one another. We seek to build bridges, not walls. We need people who are more faithful to the kingdom of God than the kingdom of me. And we need a courageously loyal to the kingdom of God church. And when we start being like that, all our differences will fall by the wayside. All our fears of the enemy will vanish into the night. All our reservations about shining brightly for the cause of Christ will disappear, and then we will be able to boldly stand up and know that we are on God's side and God's got our back, our front, and all our sides. Can you imagine if we started living that way? Can you imagine if we started seeking to partner with other believers instead of competing with them? Can you imagine if we saw gospel unity as a primary objective of the church and that we're all in the same kingdom regardless of our differences of opinion about things that don't really matter at all? All that matters is Jesus and him crucified. All that matters is Jesus rose from the dead and offers us new life. All that matters is the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in all who believe, uniting perfectly all who surrender and submit to that spirit. All that matters is Jesus. And if we can finally put aside our ridiculous, petty, selfish, arrogant, ego-driven differences, the kingdom of God might be able to shine boldly into the night and illuminate the darkest parts of this world. And maybe, just maybe, we'll see the lost come to repentance. Maybe we'll see the tide shift towards God. It's time for the real men and women of Jesus Christ to stand up. Will you? Our daily scripture focus is John chapter 17, verse 20 through 23. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and, and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. As we wrap up, I encourage you to think and uh, pray through a few things. First, conceptualize. Imagine all the things 
that, that you have used as reasons for not being committed to Christ and the unity of Christ dropping to your feet. See, everything that is secondary to the cause of Christ disintegrate before your eyes. And now imagine being woven together with all believers on the planet for the purpose of displaying Christ to the world. Reflect. Have you been more courageous for the cause of Christ, or have you been afraid of the howls of the enemy? Third, repent. If you want to be courageously loyal to the kingdom but haven't been up until now, feel in your heart a desire to change and decide in your mind to act differently from this point forward. You have been given the gift of courage through the Spirit of Christ in you. This Spirit is stronger than death itself, so there's no cause for you to fear. Be bold. Be courageous. God is with you wherever you go. Finally, thank God. Thank God that He is always with you. Thank God that He is greater than the ruler of this world. And thank God that he has given you the courage to be loyal to his kingdom and that he will use you to draw people out of darkness and into his glorious light. <laughs>